plane tickets, lumber, chicken wings, they've all gotten more expensive. And it's not just that. Prices are going up for a lot of different goods and services. Some people have raised alarms that this could be an incoming sign of stagflation, high inflation, slow economic growth, and high unemployment. But many economists say it's nothing to worry about. Just the economy adjusting as some of the bottlenecks and imbalances of the pandemic work themselves out. To help me discuss what's going on, I'm joined with Fox reporter Emily Stewart. Emily? Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Emily. So, Emily, can you describe what's happening in the economy right now? Should I be worried? Well, you know, the economy is running a little bit hot after the pandemic. You know, you think back to a year ago, it really felt like maybe we were going to slip into some sort of depression. The economy, we shut down businesses, we shut down restaurants, we really kind of shut everything down. And so right now, as the economy reopens in a lot of the country, people start to get back out there, travel, go to restaurants, bars etc. The economy is just kind of heating up a little bit quickly. And so to put this into kind of some numerical context, um, according to the latest figures from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, consumer prices were up 5.4% in compared to this time last year. So that's a lot, right? We haven't seen something like this since 2008. And we really have only seen this a handful of times since the 1980s. Prices were up about 0.9% a month, so that's a lot. I think the question right now is how long this lasts, because as you kind of hinted at, there's just a lot of imbalances in the economy. We have all of these supply chain bottlenecks. We have, you know, people aren't going back to work maybe as quickly as we thought. We kind of have to wait and see, but what we are seeing is a little bit of heat. So these are sort of unusual figures. What do economists usually aim for? So the Federal Reserve, which kind of oversees monetary policy in the U.S., aims for about a 2% price increase over the long term. Now, it's important to say that before the pandemic, the economy was actually running pretty cold and, and inflation had been consistently below that kind of inexplicably, there weren't really any solid good answers on exactly what was happening. Um, But the Fed aims for 2%. I do think it's important to note also what's going on right now, kind of beyond the top line numbers, is that prices are changing really differently across different sectors. I I think a really interesting one and maybe surprising one is what's going on with used cars. So over the past three months, we've seen used cars go up by like 10, 7% month after month, which is a lot, right? Like this is not normally, that's not happening right now. The same things kind of going on with gas prices are up dramatically over the past year, but that has a lot to do with oil prices, shortage of truck drivers, and and you know, an increase in demand as people start to drive again and fly again. And I think these are the things where the Fed is looking at them and saying, this will probably be transitory, meaning it will be temporary. Like I don't imagine we're going to live in a world where the price of your used car is going up by 10% every month forever and ever. Why are used cars up so much? <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but essentially what's happened is that it, in the new car market, there is a shortage of semiconductors that we need to make new cars. So people aren't buying new cars as much because the price of those are going up a little bit as well, but they're just not around as much. So then they go to used cars. Also, you know, I probably 
think that over the past year, more people are getting used cars because they haven't felt as comfortable flying or as comfortable getting on the subway if you live in a city. So it, again, this is just this just like supply demand crunch that one would assume that these supply chain issues would work themselves out, that the demand side would kind of work itself out, but we don't know when that will happen. Okay, got it. So besides used cars and gas, what other products and services have gotten a lot more expensive last year? Well, you and I recently did a story about this, and we found prices have gone up on a whole bunch of things. Uh, some fruits, like strawberries and blueberries, are up significantly. Clothes got more expensive. The cost of tobacco and smoking products. All sorts of different things, whether it be furniture or treats for your dogs or even takeout. And some of this is related to sort of how our, our habits changed, maybe. You know, a lot of people were buying a lot of furniture during the pandemic because you're sitting at home, you hate your house. Um, but also there were supply chain issues and bottleneck issues. So, I mean, we've really seen a lot of prices go up of different things. I do think it's important to note that last year prices went down of a lot of things. So some of kind of the inflation is related to the deflation we saw last year. But, you know, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to the pharmacy, your basket of stuff is a little bit pricier than it used to be. Right. So because it went down a little bit last year, the growth this year feels even bigger. Right. I mean, like, you know, you go to fly right now and it's going to be way more expensive than it was last year. Caveat there being maybe last year you weren't flying. Right. Okay. So one of the biggest price surges last year was for lumber, which I know having just built a deck. Uh, can you tell me more about why that was so expensive for me? Well, <laughs> maybe if you'd waited a little bit, the price would have gone down. Um, but basically with lumber, again, it really was like a supply demand issue. So the story on lumber is that for the past several years, really since the housing bubble, the lumber market has been struggling. Producers have been having a hard time. Prices have been low. The pandemic hits last year and nobody thinks that it's gonna be a good thing for the lumber industry, right? So they ramp down production even more. They kind of slow down things thinking, you know, this is gonna be a disaster. What happens? People like you decide to build a deck, to build out a home office, to build a garage, to do some renovation projects. Other people decide they want to build a new house because they want to leave the cities they're in or whatever. And we've seen this huge housing boom. So there was this really big disconnect in supply and demand where just the industry itself was having a really hard time catching up. So at the beginning of the year, we saw the prices really take off. Um, so a thousand board feet of lumber, which is sort of how you measure it out, for the past several years was kind of in the 200 to $400 range. It surpassed $1,000 and even $1,500 in the spring. This lumber mania was sweeping the country. But I will say it has started to come back down. Prices are are below $1,000. I think I saw the other day, like it's, it's kind of almost wiped out all of the gains for the years in terms of prices. Um, and that's sort of what economists think could happen for a lot of these price increases, right? That like at some point your deck becomes so expensive to add on that maybe you're just like, I'm going to wait this out. Um, and at the same time, the people who, you know, the lumber mills and the sawmills who are, are also you know, making the materials, they catch up to the demand side. And so it kind of balances itself out. So it's too late for me, but not for everyone else. How long is this process going to take, you know, for generally for supply to catch up with demand in all these different areas. Yeah, I was watching CNBC this morning and 
some of the pundits were saying they think that maybe in the fall sort of things will relax themselves because, you know, in the summer, obviously, people are traveling. Things are still really weird. People aren't back at work yet. Kids aren't back in school yet. So I think that maybe in the fall we will see things kind of settle back in a little bit just as people maybe resume life a little bit more normally. That being said, the economy is really weird right now, and I would not predict what will happen. Uh, I don't think many people should. So what are the more extreme fears that people are having regarding this? The big, I think, fear in the U.S. at least is that we have a repeat of the 1970s where they had stagflation, which you talked about at the beginning, right? Super high runaway inflation. The economy at the same time was not growing. People did not have jobs. And the only way that 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 was kind of brought to an end was that the Fed took really harsh measures and basically pushed the economy into a recession to kind of get that under control. You also hear some really extreme concerns that the United States will be like Argentina and Venezuela, where the currencies are super rapidly devalued to the point that like, you know, at restaurants, they will write prices on stickers and stuff. I lived in Argentina for a few years. It was crazy. One economist I spoke to a few months ago about this, J.W. Mason at the Roosevelt Institute, said the 1970s is not the only thing that has ever happened. Um, the Fed is keeping an eye on this, right? Like, the Fed is not asleep at the wheel. They are taking all of these data points in and I think are prepared to act. You know, they are trying to kind of let the economy run a little bit hot to kind of bounce back. We also want unemployment to go down more. But the Fed is, is paying attention. So I should have faith in the Fed and not start hoarding gold under my mattress. <laughs>